0: The Square Ball Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the show that's brought to you with Levi Solicitors. You can get a 10% discount on your legal fees at levysolicitors.co.uk forward slash The Square Ball. 15% off conveyancing until the end of September as well. I'm Dan Moylan. Hello. With me, Michael Normanton. Hello. And Moscow White, Daniel Chapman. Hello. TSB Plus is available for you right now if you'd like to access every digital copy of the magazine that we've done since 2009. Get all these podcasts ad free. Priority access to the match ball after a game, including the video stream as well. You can watch us live if your heart desires. You get the extra ball as well, an extra podcast for you weekly. Daily email with all the essential Leeds United news and discounts on the merchandise. Uh, full details at the squareball.net forward slash plus. And straight into the news then of what has been going on in the world of Leeds United. International break, of course, so it's been relatively quiet, but we've seen a number of internationals playing for us. Uh, one of which arrived on transfer deadline day, which we knew about when we spoke uh, last week. But it's all been completed now. Are you excited about Dan James?
2: It's growing on me, I have to say. Seeing him play for Wales did make me a bit more optimistic. Admittedly, not against the best opposition. And I enjoyed his little celebration when Gareth Bale scored that winner. Did you see it? He was kind of unsighted for the goal, and Bale hit a shot that was at the keeper, and Dan James was was initially had his head in his hands thinking it hadn't gone in, and then he had to run off celebrating afterwards, and, and I felt pleased for him. Whereas if he'd have done that a couple of weeks ago, I'd have thought, what a prick.
1: Still a bit weird. He's still wearing a red shirt, isn't he? So I can't really enjoy Dan James running around celebrating the goal in a red shirt. He needs There's an adaptation process that he needs to go through. I know we saw the signing photos and so on, but I feel like, uh, yeah, there's there's some work to be done, Daniel. Did you see the comments that he did in the, I think it was a Telegraph interview interview, during this
0: international break saying basically he started to second guess himself when he was over there probably because he's managed terribly and he's at a god-awful club that's destroyed his confidence and he needs somebody who's going to coach him properly and tell him what to do. I don't. I think the last bit I'm paraphrasing that by the way.
2: And and he will tell him. He will shout at him more or less non-stop. I think we've heard before that Bielsa isn't he isn't particularly an arm-around-the-shoulder kind of coach is he? But I think the things that Dan James does naturally will please Bielsa. So maybe he'll be fine.
0: He's good at like, pressing and running around and stuff. Seems to like that sort of thing. That's quite the technical
2: term, I realise. I'm getting into some really in-depth stuff there. Yes, running around is, is a, a very short version of what Beard gets them to do. But yeah, he, he does do that well. So yeah, he's, he's growing on me, is the idea of Dan James.
0: You happy Moscow? You welcoming him with uh, with open arms or is he still a little bastard to you? Well, just I mean, he hasn't done anything for us yet. But I mean, I've, has your position shifted from when you first signed him where you thought, mm, actually... No, he not done any he's played
1: just fucked off to Wales, hasn't he? So it makes no difference to me. What about Helder Costa then who's gone to Spain? Well that's a bit more of a sad to see him go, but um happy to hear him speak. As soon as he left, starts giving interviews and people asking him questions and I heard a lot more I feel like I learnt more about Helder Costa in the three days after he went to Valencia than in the three years or two years that he was at Leeds. But um I hope it works out for him. You know, we were
0: talking about like his role almost drifting through the background. I think that was last week we were saying this, and I've reflected on it. He's just—he's like one of those minor characters in a film where they've decided not to have any speaking lines because they can get away with paying him less. You know, so he's just sort of floating along there in the background. You notice him, but he's not really doing much.
2: Mm-hmm. It's like it, We don't need to build a backstory for this character. He just is going to be there sometimes, drinking in the background, maybe occasionally patting someone on the shoulder. I don't know, I feel bad for him in a way. But, I mean, I don't know why I feel bad for him. He's still getting paid. And now he lives in Valencia, which looks nice.
0: There was a bit of response by Wolves fans, wasn't there, saying that he was great initially when he went in there, I think which would have been there before they won the league in the championship. So it would have been the season before that when he first went in and he absolutely ripped the place up and he looked unstoppable and then he got injured and since then he's never really been the same player.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wrote about his departure on our blog and looked at some of the stuff he'd done at Wolves mainly the things he'd done off the pitch, where there's some uh, video interviews with him and when they had Diego Jota there and Ruben Nevers. He's really funny. He's a funny guy with a, a nice sense of humour, telling good jokes to them. And they're all like, it's one of those things where they say like, who did who do you not want to sit next to on the team bus? And they're all joking and they will start picking on the same player. And, and they say, one of the questions is, uh, what's the, the greatest goal you've ever seen scored? And Helder Costa says, I think it was me against Cardiff last season. And the other two were like, you're you're nominating your own goal? Yeah, it was a good (laughs) goal, no problem. They were like, Roberto Carlos against France, that free kick. He's like, nah, my goal. Which you never saw at Leeds. And then that goal against Cardiff is actually a brilliant goal. And he had a, yeah, it was an ankle injury at the end of that season. But then in the season they got promoted... In terms of goals and assists, he was pretty much at the same level as the season before, just not quite as exciting. I the, the think um, Nuno Santos wasn't the or Santo, I can never remember which one was our former goalkeeper, which one now manages Spurs.
2: Santo is the man you're looking for.
1: Um, Nuno. just I guess that's why everybody calls him that, because probably the entire world of football is thinking of Leeds United's uh, third choice goalkeeper in the late 90s. So they have to make that distinction. That he just he didn't seem to be the same player for him, but it wasn't like he was a bad player by any means. And there's a misconception as well that I keep seeing about Helder Costa at Leeds where people say, Well, um, you can see why Wolves got rid of him as soon as they got promoted. And they didn't. He played a full season for Wolves in the Premier League, wasn't completely playing every game, but he played about sixteen games. I think so, yeah. And was fine. He was actually better for us mm-hmm. in the Premier League last season and was not Pure stats-wise, not a terrible player for us. Watching him play the eye test, he never really passed it. And, yeah, if nobody was ever going to, you know, involve him in anything, put him on the podcast. Don't let Pat do it every week. Helder Costa's got a sense of humour. Stick him in there with um, Emma and Jermaine and the <laughs> other the wizard. <laughs> And let them uh, the wizard. Let, let
0: him. By bring... the way, the extra ball with uh, Matthew Lewis is, is well worth a listen. You weren't in on it there, Moscow.
1: No, but I heard he's got some uh, some good spell casting advice, hasn't he? Um, <laughs> That's, the, the, uh, That's coming from a nightmare fan, is it? Maybe Valencia will have a. a they can put him together with Pablo Hernandez and uh, other people It's that um, have played for Valencia in it, the it's past.
0: Help, it's helpful being Portuguese and knowing George Mendes. By the sounds of it. Because we've got quite a, a decent fee locked into this at the end of it if he chooses to go there, which for some reason you get the you get the sense that George Mendes might just ring up Valencia and go, yeah, l- complete that, lads, and then I'll help you out in future and give me three million of it as a fee for doing it. So we, we might not get the full, whatever, 10 million euro at the end of it, but you know, if we get something back on him, cover his cost or whatever.
1: It did sound a little bit like that for this loan that the, the coach needed some convincing, but then held a has said himself afterwards that he did speak to the coach before going. and He said, we,
0: we don't want you, yeah. but
1: if you are forced upon us by a super agent, then... I guess I'll put you in the team now and then. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, maybe the, the style of football in the league might be better for him than the ch- uh, the championship, the Premier League. still forget what one we're in. And maybe we'll want him back. I don't know. I'm sure it'll be fine. And Dan James, it better be good. That's all I'm saying.
0: This window has seen more peripheral players move out than many more coming in. I mean, like looking at Robbie Gotts and Jordan Stevens, who've both gone to Barrow, uh, which is probably a lower level than you would have expected, not necessarily in Stevens' case, but maybe Gotts, because he was getting talked up quite a lot, wasn't he, at one stage? And obviously, floating around on the bench for ages, you think, oh, well, he must be in the thinking, but it's almost quite merciless, isn't it? You know, cutting him out like that, and off you go to Barrow. Barrow is, certainly. Have you ever been? Uh, I haven't, but apparently they train some way from actual Barrow and only really go there for games. Which I imagine is what
2: like, a lot of the Middlesbrough players do as well. I used to play in a dreadful supporters team for Leeds and for some reason Barrow were in it and it took forever to get there. It was like to, to play the lowest standard of football imaginable. It took about four hours to get in yeah, there in it, a bloody it, minibus. It, it's right out of the way, isn't it? Even though it's kind of just over Lancashire way. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he probably didn't deserve it, did he? But um, it's a little Leeds collection they've got there because they've, obviously he's gone there with um, Gotson-Stevens are there and they're playing alongside Joe Grayson, who is the son of... Simon. Oh, really? And they're managed by Mark Cooper, who is the son of uh, Top Cat. So that's that's nice for them. Maybe they can all just live in one house together or something. And we're showing plenty of appreciation for
0: him as well, because Robbie Gotts got man of the match with nearly 90% of the votes the other week, which I'm I think it's great that these clubs still keep putting out these social media polls, despite Leeds fans hopping on every single one and absolutely rinsing it. Because...
2: Uh, got has got like nearly 8,500 votes and I then, think that's more than people when go to watch Barrow there's more than people probably. in Barrow probably <laughs> quite possibly but I'm sure I'm sure he also did deserve it so well done Robbie so, so I'm the, glad you got off the bench to be honest with plays like this I, I am kind of relieved in the move and, and I like I'm part of me likes that they've moved somewhere well they're, they're going to start games as well because he could possibly have got a move to I don't know Forest or something and then been in the same situation he was in for us where you're not playing and then before you know it you're 24 and you've not played any games so surely Barrow have got to play him
1: It's like that sad occasional search that I'm doing now for Sam Byram, where is he what's he doing? Is he still at Norwich? Is he playing? He's
2: injured isn't he? Not, yeah. Not
1: Forrest, sorry Forrest. No he's been at Norwich since 2019, played 17 games keeps having injuries and there was um, Daniel Farker, there was uh, there was an interview with Byram in the Athletic and he said he'd, he'd been coping with all his injuries by learning piano and then um, Daniel Farkas said that he'd uh, he'd been seeing him in the treatment rooms. What did he say? And uh, he kept joking with him, saying, "Oh, you know, you need to work a bit harder to get fitter." But then realized the joke was kind of wearing thin as what, the, what the months. He,
0: what did he say? <laughs> what What did he say? Who knows? Oh, I mean, knows. You've just You've just heard there, so
1: maybe have you got the clip of Farkas? Imagine him going in to see Sam Byram. I think we've we've got the audio of what he was saying to him when he saw him still being treated by the physio.
2: Sam, have you got your panels there? I'd love to hear you play a song. Maybe I could dance alongside like a little monkey for you. That would be very pleasant.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Farker. Uh, pleased to hear from uh, from Daniel Farker
1: there. Uh, yeah, just to um, <laughs>
0: close out what we were doing there before I
1: hijacked it. Well, yeah, just to close it out, the, um, the headline on that athletic article is uh, Sam Byram, you feel worthless when you're injured. I learned the keyboard to stay busy and hired a wheelchair to stay fit. Oh, God, Sam. That sounds really, I mean, genuinely, there is tragedy
0: attached to to those words isn't there for mm. somebody who was so promising but are we, are we blaming uh, Warnock for breaking him yes right fine Um Bryce Hosanna as well has gone to Wrexham I don't have a lot to say about this because I don't really know much about Bryce Hosanna other than you will remember as we were leaving last week I conceived a song um as we were on our way out of the office so if you remember the song Give Me Hope Joanna mm. by it was Eddie Grant wasn't it who sang that mm-hmm. sometime in the mid 80s one for the kids etc and he went Give Me Hope Joanna and I think Give Me Bryce Hosanna Give Me Bryce oh, no
2: I mean it it kind of works. Yeah. Some people may know that tune from the, the Yop adverts as well, Ah, which yeah. it's been repurposed for. was given the original meaning of the song a little bit weird, but it would give Brin Bryn Law credit for this one, pushing it through probably, all their other American owners.
1: It'll Yeah. it will be either him or the, um, the famous actors whose names escape. <laughs> they're probably Ryan, mates. Ryan Reynolds. They're probably mates for that wizard <laughs> off of, uh, the Leeds podcast. And they, we've, it's, um, it's a proper hotbed of uh, ex Leeds the northwest coast now, isn't it? And you can just about include Wrexham in that. But we're going from Barrow in the north down to Wrexham at the southern point with then Ryan Edmondson at Fleetwood and Ollie Casey's at Blackpool. Didn't uh, McCalmont's at um, Morecambe, the Shrimps. The women's team is nicknamed the Shrimpettes, which I always find hilarious.
0: <laughs> it feels like a... a- a name from a, a bygone era, doesn't it? Like it's like a sixties backing group or something like that. Yeah, uh, but Hosanna taking the, the, the
2: shrimp. Uh, Hosanna taking the Mickey Thomas route as well, which is nice. What prison? Le- well, leads leads to Wrexham. I think there was oh, someone right. in between as well, probably. But he he did that, didn't he? Yeah, and 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 also the prison, the, the fake notes, wasn't it? Was it fake money? <laughs> um, he committed
0: <laughs> I'm, some crimes. I'm glad, I'm glad we're unpacking this whilst
1: recording live. Okay, yeah, let let's just settle for he was found guilty of one or more crimes. Well, and we don't what, need to go into much more detail. Than
0: because that. we've committed it to the recording, you should probably find out what the answer to that question <laughs> is and we'll move on to uh, somebody else from our youth academy who's done slightly better, Calvin Phillips, England's Men's Player of the Year and a lovely performance in, uh, in Budapest when England tonked Hungary. And um, I guess we can dovetail neatly into this. Patrick Bamford's international debut.
2: Before we get into it, Thomas became involved in a counterfeit currency scam whereby he laundered the money through Wrexham's trainees. Okay. And was he convicted? He was. A North Thank- Wales police arrested him in 1993, and after a trial, he was sentenced to 18 months in jail. Thank God. So, we got so I'm right. saying, Bryce, keep your nose clean down there. The, mm-hmm. the police are quite hot on these things. Excellent. Um, Patrick Bamford and Calvin Phillips, talk to me. What did you make of uh, Paddy's debut for England? I'll be honest. I came back from a christening drunk and tried to watch a rerun of this, and I don't really remember <laughs> any of what I watched. Um... He didn't have many chances. I do vaguely remember that. No. He had one that he put over the bar, didn't he? He was um, offside.
1: Well, oh, was he, he wasn't offside. The, the thing that the whole scenario was offside, and um, it's been annoying me because they even said in commentary, "Well, he'll be, he'll probably be relieved that that won't count or that wouldn't have counted." But then they've held it. Everybody in all the match ratings has held it against him anyway that he put that chance over. Admittedly, yes, he didn't know that it was going to be flagged offside, and he skied a shot like a full Alioski over the bar. And it wasn't very good. but still, it's, a moot, ball, it's a moot point. the it? ball was out yeah. of play, yeah. so it kind of it doesn't matter. and he maybe would have not had to snatch at that chance. It was quite late in his time on the pitch if he hadn't been running around for an hour while those other bastards refused to pass to him on his birthday. I don't think he'll have had a very good time. He'll have been looking forward to this for so long, and then first, you know he arrives first to the England camp. He's so keen to get there, and suddenly Calvin Phillips, the one person he'd think would be his mate, is like talking to his new mates. Don't want anything to do with this. Oh yeah, I mean, and the, the footage
0: the footage does defy that, but yes, go well, on, carry on.
1: No, I mean because if you saw the um, uh, Calvin Phillips being handed his trophy for Player of the Year, it's um, Declan Rice from West Ham doing it. He keeps calling him Geese, didn't like, "What do you think of that, Geese?" Uh-huh. Calvin's like, "Don't know, Duck." But Pat Bamford's not there. Isn't Declan Rice Irish? Well, why is he talking like a Cockney? Anyway,
2: okay. he was Irish. He was Irish for a bit, and then he changed his mind.
1: Okay, you could say pa- the same like about Pat Bamford. Yeah,
2: sort of. Although he never really committed to it, did he?
1: And then there is a photo of um, Pat with Calvin in his trophy, but it's a little bit like, oh, yeah, I suppose we play for the same team, Pat, don't we? So <laughs> Ma- massive projection here on your part, Oscar. <laughs> well, all that Calvin ever talks about is, oh, I can't believe Harry Kane talked to me, and then. Pat Bamford, he sees him all the time, doesn't he? So it's not it's not as impressive. But, I um, feel
0: like we've got sidetracked on the analysis of the game.
1: But And so. then the birthday thing, because Saka scored and it was his birthday. So all the headlines are like, birthday boy gets Wembley goal. What a hero. Mm. And Pat, I don't know if somebody, I assume somebody came and just like spat in his cake and then threw it on the floor as well, just around his Southgate probably. Probably. Well, he gave him a hat. Okay, or a cap or whatever it was. Yeah. So he gave him that. But then I don't know if that. How really...
2: many international hats have you got? That's what they always say, isn't it?
1: <laughs> I don't know if that made up for um, one hundred hats. It's like a, a the
2: most hatted cap. player.
1: <laughs> it would have been better if somebody had given him the ball yeah. instead of a hat. Yeah, it was. It is
2: hard to go into a team where you've it's never played well. Nothing like that team has ever played together. It was a completely thrown together. Lads, it's Andorra. It did strike me as, as let's just have a go as ten
0: outfield players who were all desperate to make an impression and not really bothered about one another. And he kind of bore the brunt
1: of it because he was the spearhead of that system. And all Southgate had to do, and Southgate does have some serious responsibility for this, when he brought on, he made those changes on sixty minutes. Leave Pat on for another ten with Grealish and Mason Mount, and just see what happens. Because all we learned from his time on the pitch is that that shower of bastards won't give him the ball. So if you bring on two actually good players who will set him up for chances and they and they immediately started setting them up for Kane, just give him ten minutes of that. If you if you're so desperate to get Harry Kane on for whatever reason, I don't know why we really needed Harry Kane when we're 1-0 up against Andorra.
0: It is really painful watching England sometimes, like and I know it's World Cup qualifiers, you're against nine men on the edge of the box, but to see them like they were decent when they were trying to play through the lines, it's the same as how Leeds play. When we start playing through the lines then were miles, miles better than just working it side to side endlessly, which is what they seemed to do. And then it'd get to somebody who would try a bit of individualism and it'd either break down or the ball would go loose. There was no like coherent plan to pass to somebody in the number 10 spot who would then cut inside and maybe one, two rebound. But none of that, just none of that. It was just side to side, side to side. Again, the, the kind of worst to Southgate that we saw in the build up to the tournament.
2: I mean, it is Andorra, is the thing. Prob- the players, you suspect, the, the established players are probably not that bothered about playing. And then when you make all the changes, there's just no cohesion to it. So it's trying to... But you should still beat Andorra about 7-0. Yeah. Christ, they brought they actually brought... I know we were joking about him last time. They brought on the really old bloke, didn't they? The 41-year-old. Yeah. Like a 41-year-old has no place I in might, that game.
0: I, I might move to Andorra and just have that one final throw of the dice, see if I can get a football career going. It's not too late, is it, when you see that coming on the pitch
2: at Wembley? What a nice time he's had there. I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> it's something to say you've done on a weekend, isn't it? Rather than, you know... Been to a farm with the kids, yeah. For example, just or be like, oh yeah. At Netflix, Went to Embley. stared at Netflix and awaiting death.
1: I suppose that's what Patrick needs to take from the weekend as well. He's played his game for England. It's like that's got, got his hat. He's got his hat. So it's all achieved. It's happened, and um, he is in a difficult position because of Harry Kane. Because even had his debut gone brilliantly and it stuck six goals past Andorra, I don't know if Gareth Southgate would have been looking at the next game and going. Think, think I'll leave Kane out for this one. I'm going to play that new Bamford fella, but he's trying to edge his way ahead of Calvert Lewin and Watkins and get himself as like first reserve to Harry Kane. But as we saw when Harry Kane was fucking chronic at the start of the Euros, he doesn't ever get taken off because he's the captain. So it is—it's a difficult place to try and uh, squeeze into that spot, and you just—you kind of wish that one game because there is a chance. And I think he deserves another chance. But that could be his one hat for England and you'd wish it would have gone better. And you can only hope that, um, well, it's Tuesday today. They play Wednesday night against Poland, don't they? So maybe training session today, maybe one tomorrow. Calvin, he's he's feeling a bit bad about how he's not been really talking to Bamford (laughs) so far. Just go and stick one on Kane. Just not to damage his club career or anything really terrible just to get him out of this match and I, give uh, Bamford another goal because there's no other strikers there Yeah, and that's his second chance and it would be with the first team. I do imagine
0: that if they get in front comfortably against Poland, which may or may not happen because Poland are a decent side, but if they get that game won, you might see him get 20 minutes just to run around and
2: tire, uh, you know, to basically tire out an already tired defence. I think if- the problem with playing against someone like Andorra is you're not changing anyone's mind with that performance regardless of what you do, but it's only going to confirm people's biases as much as it is ours. We're saying... That wasn't fair. He needs another turn. And if he'd have scored a hat-trick, Jamie O'Hara on Talk Sport would have still said it's Andorra doesn't prove anything. He's still not good enough. So he needs he does need another opportunity, I think. And mm-hmm. 20 minutes against Poland, probably, isn't it? What those. you've failed to factor in there, though, is that Jamie O'Hara is a dick. Well, yes. And he's also someone who is... He, he is it's essentially paid to have audio ludicrous click. opinions. Yeah, it's
0: audio clickbait. Yeah. So shut up, Jamie O'Hara, you <laughs> clueless shill. Go on. <laughs> anyway, what were we saying? Yeah, so um, he may get a runaround again. He may not. We'll find out, won't we? Uh, good job that Rafinha didn't go to Brazil because that was a bit of a hoo ha, wasn't it? You see the Brazil Argentina fallout—just incredible levels of shit housing.
2: It didn't need to go as far as it as it did. I think was the point, wasn't it? It was. Um, it was nice though. I don't think you see enough bureaucrats invading the pitch to to halt a game of football. I think yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was tremendous shit housing, and then from what you gather,
0: the the levels of between Brazil and Argentina are really
1: high and also really petty, um, which I'm all for when it comes to football. Petty behaviour. I mean, if Rafinha had been there, probably none of this would have happened. That's why it kind of came to this point, isn't it? That uh, none of the European Brazilian players were allowed to travel, so they decided they would arrest the European... But it was the British um, specifically
0: Premier League, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, the yeah.
1: Premier League players for Argentina and, um, and throw them out the country, which is a proportionate and just response <laughs> I think whereas if all the, uh, the the Brazilian Premier League lads would have been there everybody would have been happy all the exemptions would have been applied and it all would have been fine but um, I know probably Rafinha wants his Brazil hat doesn't he at some point but this is maybe a good one just to have sat out and stay at Thorpe Arch and, uh, and then we still don't know if he's going to be allowed to play against Liverpool do we that's still mm-hmm. all um, up in the air whether FIFA are going to enforce a, a ban.
2: I think we should start him and then have him dragged off the pitch by a FIFA a FIFA bureaucrat. That'd be a nice way to go in that game. Who's the current health secretary?
0: Is it Shaps? Someone like that? We get, anyway, let's just get Shaps in. Shaps, can you come down to Ellen Road at the weekend and start hauling players off that pitch just for a giggle? See what happens. It'll make good TV and that's what the Premier League is all about, isn't it? Um, moving on to other stuff, another international football. The under-20s, England under-20s, uh, thumped Romania at St George's Park, and we've got um, vested interests multiple in this. The future
2: of Leeds United. Put Eddie in charge. Play all these kids because Gelhart got two or three goals. Was it? It seems to be two now. Initial report seems to suggest three, but now I've I've read some more official things. Um, it seems to be two, which is which is anti-Leeds, if you ask me. Give the boys hat trick.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, at one point the the final score was given as five one, then it became six one, and then Gelhart's hat trick went down to two. Um, One of them has been given to a City player and then it since looks like one of his goals was a penalty. They don't really count. So he's basically scored one. So rubbish. (laughs) Must do better. Didn't even start. Had a a better time than Iliam Melier for the uh,
0: France. Was it the 21s he was playing for?
1: Yes. He's taken a while to uh, to get into the the France under 21s team because it's Font, isn't it? Or Foot, somebody like that who's really... Supposedly better than Melièr has been um, hogging the shirt. I'm glad Melièr is doing this stuff for France under 21s and also in um, friendlies because he he had a bit of a moment in one of our preseason games, didn't he? Keep it out of the Premier League and that's fine. Yeah,
2: just to explain what happened, he he's run out of his box to collect a, a long through ball. This is France against the Faroe Islands, who are not a, not particularly a force in world football.
1: Well, if they're under 21s, uh, you know, maybe a source of strength. <laughs> maybe that's about to change. He's come out of his box, which, I mean, he's a long way out, but it's perfectly fine to do that because he's got lots
2: of time, but then he tries to just play it to the uh, the left back and uh, plays it to them instead. And
1: the ball trickles in at
2: an absolute snail's pace and no one can quite get back there. I feel like if the defender was faster, he could have been saved.
1: It's definitely the fault of the defender. Um, I don't know <laughs> what kind of training he has had, whether... He just didn't try in the Egg and Spoon races as a kid, but if he had a bit of pace, um, he could have bailed Malier out. And uh, yeah, I think Ilan needs to be having a word with him.
0: You're a man who loves a bargain, aren't you, Michael?
2: Some have said, yes, maybe. <laughs> Tell them about the, uh, the thing you tried to make me do. Well, we bought some a little portable hard drive from, from Amazon, and then a, a couple of days later, it was, a, it was about £5 cheaper, so I suggested sending it back and rebuying it, <laughs> which I thought was perfectly reasonable and not at all uh, psychotic.
1: Jeff Bezos has had to sack half of his uh, domestic staff after this, hasn't he? Not as good as the discount from Levi's. Hey, wow, how's that for a stealth sell? Well, you get it up front, don't you? You don't have to go back and beg for it. This
0: is the good thing, right? If you are moving house at the minute, check out the 15% discount on conveyancing fees in place until the 30th of September 2021. That's conveyancing transactions on instructions received between now and the end of September. 10% 10% discount on all other legal services. Full details at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the
2: square ball. Can you smell that filthy money? Mine's all um, wrapped up in chilies, so no. I, was... I, can, I can smell the chilies is all I can have. What, How's, your what, what,
0: investment? What? How's your investment in chilies going, by the way, Moscow slash uh, Roma tokens? Roma's gone up. Oh,
1: great. I think it's still lower than what I paid in, but yeah, up for no reason. And then, um, yeah, th- there's... Uh, some other clubs on there, but obviously I don't care about any of those. I'm Roma all the way. <laughs> oh, but if I could get um, 20% cash back on Independiente merch if I only buy 250 of their coins, oh, that sounds good. See how much that is. is? How much is it? Oh, um, I mean, it's not that easy. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a lot, anyway. It's Hold all on, I'm guessing. 250. Live matter. So Live that maths. will be... I need 1,000... I need 1,400 chilies. So oh. I need to buy chilies first. How, how much is that? All right, all right. Um.
0: So 14... Meanwhile, we've got eToro as another sponsor,
1: which is one of those names I've seen sort of floating around in football circles, but never understood what the hell it is. 485 euros. So I'll just buy those now, <laughs> and then I can get my 20% cash back on Independiente merch, which um, when I looked at those cash back offers... Um,
2: it's pretty th- cheap, actually, that one.
1: Well, it's to the, uh, yeah, The I think the cashback is capped at like mm. a fiver.
2: I'm pretty sure when you looked at PSG, though, didn't you need to buy close to 40 grand's worth of tokens to get 20% off? Yes,
1: yeah. And again, <laughs> the, the 20% was, was capped, so I could only get, it was 20% of the first 50 euros I, I spent on merch. Now listen, so, your, your poo-poo is anyway.
0: the, the, the socio's experience. And as we know now, you can name a pitch at Thorpe Arch after one of the former Thorpe Arch residents. Or you can do a quiz. And the quiz question that we've seen, it's done the rounds on social. One of these players couldn't lift the Premier League trophy during his career, which is a very specific question. So I don't know whether they had injured arms that day or was just, I don't know, feeling tired when the trophy was passed around. So which one of these couldn't, not didn't, couldn't lift the Premier League trophy during his career? Was it A, David Batty, B, Nigel Marty,
2: C, Tony DiRigo, or D, Gordon Strackham? Who was it? I'm gonna say he couldn't lift a trophy. It must have been Mick Jones. Uh, yes. See, that would have been a better quiz question. Yeah. Right. Well, is, is Tony Dorrego the correct answer on this one? Um, because this is bollocks. Because I mean, the Premier League trophy didn't exist, did it? For Tony Dorrego and Gordon Strachan. Well, it did because it,
0: it doesn't say that. It says which of these players couldn't lift the Premier League trophy during his career. Well, Tony Dorrego played in the Premier League era, so he could have done. Had he won it, he would have been fine to lift it, <laughs> assuming there were no arm injuries going on. So that's
2: wrong in itself. Look, it's it's a piece of fun engagement, Dan. Get on board with it. Didn't, aren't you having fun? Did Nigel, Are you not entertained? Did Nigel Marty lift the Premier League trophy during his career? He I, he may have done. He could have done. But it doesn't, it's not that it he did, was it? It's, he could have done.
0: Yeah, but so could Tony DiRigo, because he played in the Premier League era.
2: And so did Strachan. Yeah. If he'd been a real person, so all, which I guess all he wasn't. all
0: four of them could have.
2: And David Batty, I think, was the only one that did. Although even that's kind of slightly confusing because didn't he turn down his medal because he said he don't, he'd not played enough games or something? But it's, it's, it's it was he was being batty about it. Couldn't lift. I mean, did, did he injure his own arms? It's it's hard to say, isn't it? But um, it, it's just a good piece of fan engagement, and I I think it's great.
1: Mm. If we, have we we redeemed our as a season ticket holders? Have we redeemed our tokens? I haven't yet. Sorry, was distracted. <laughs> I was actually playing that quiz. Question nine. Is confusing me as well. Which of them won more trophies with Leeds United? David Batty, Gary Speed, Gordon Strachan or Tony DiRigo? Didn't Batty Speed and Strachan win exactly the same? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't
2: say so. But, did, unless someone didn't play in the charity shield and well, were including that somehow.
1: They all did play in the charity shield. Right. And then I can't think of any other trophies. So Did we
2: win the Makita tournament? Oh, I guess uh, I guess the no, didn't um, win
1: it. second division. Well, yeah, Batty Speed and Strachan or... That oh, yeah. together, there was only Dorigo, would be the one who didn't. So great, I'll just say anyway. E Toro, right. do you know what a Toro is? It's a bull. Uh, yeah, hold on correct. a minute, hold on a minute. Sorry to go back to this. <laughs> e Bull. So, this is a quiz. You know the concept of a quiz, yeah, yeah, right? You answer questions, don't you? Yeah, and then yeah. you get points if you get them right. Question... And
2: what happens if you get the most points?
1: You get more chilies at the end if you win. Don't even know. But question 10 Which of them was your favorite player while playing for <laughs> Leeds United? <laughs> And then it's a choice of... Do so um, get a point for that if you say, pick the right well, one? Well, exactly. And then how would they know? Okay. And I do wonder as well, I mean, it's going back a long way, how many people, David Batty, Speed, Strachan, Radaby, Martin, De Rigo the choices. The saying, only, they only know a limited number of Leeds players, don't yeah, they? Yeah, the whole quiz, it's 10 questions basically about them and I assume it's the time with the, the pitch. training pitch. Oh, I'll, say, oh, I'll, I'll see, just yeah. say David Batty and then if it tells me I'm wrong, right, I scored five out of nine. Well, but I can't go back and review the answers. <laughs> Absolute far. Well, I'm so, I mean, this is the most fun. You'd have
2: enjoyed it more if, was, if it was if it Roma, though, wouldn't you? Because obviously you're more of a got me me super fan. That emotional connection. Yeah, exactly. You've got the years of, of supporting them and the great memories of watching the great sides. The, Totti um, was probably in
1: them. The good news on uh, the Celsius thing, though, is that there hasn't been enough take up of the tokens um for it to actually be working. So there's lots of um moaning about the people who are trying to game this stuff for profit, saying Leeds fans are basically letting it down. And long may that continue. Mm.
2: Buy our smoke. Why is no one having it? It's not <laughs> fair. I've I've put a thousand pounds into this. It does when you looked at the the replies to the launch and everything, they were either Leeds fans saying piss off or they were people who buy chilies and shill it endlessly on Twitter. Saying, "Brilliant! I've just bought five hundred pounds off of these. I can't wait to earn loads of money off it." So the crossover between actual Leeds fans buying it and traders seems very, very slim. Unless there mm. there are a few people on that Venn diagram who fall, I guess, in the middle of it. But yeah, mainly it seems to be it seems to be two responses to it.
0: I think it was uh, best described. I think it was it, the uh, the Athletic who described it as a, as a solution looking for a problem. <laughs> Uh, basically, which
2: how else would Moscow have ever known
1: who his favorite Leeds player was, and now he's been told he's probably wrong. Well, uh, yeah, he doesn't know for sure. I don't though. actually know. I can't see the answer to that question. So,
0: are you piling into Etoro anyway? Are you going for that? You're going to. Uh, it's. I mean, I didn't even know what it was. I said, as I was saying before, like it's a name that I've seen like on illuminated on the advertising boards. You go, oh yeah, I recognise that, but I've no idea what it does. Well, Etoro is a leading a leading trading and investment platform with over twenty million registered users worldwide. Uh, their vision is to open the global markets for everyone to trade and invest in a simple and transparent way. What I enjoyed was the um, the text at the bottom, which felt like it had to be placed there as a, a note of caution, whether by the financial authorities or through choice. But um, it's quite, uh, quite an eye-opener when the closing paragraph on the page is CFDs, and that's what they do. They do, uh, Amongst CF, other things.
1: What does CFDs stand for? Financial yeah. stuff. Uh, Probably the first thing before anybody gets involved is find out what a CFD is. Because if you don't know, don't use it. Yeah, but while you're
0: looking to find out what they are, they're complex instruments.
1: A bit like a tuber.
0: It looks quite complex, doesn't it? It's a contract for differences. There you go. There you go. Uh, And they come with a high risk... ...come with a high risk of losing money rapidly due to leverage. 67% of retail investor accounts lose money when trading them with this provider. So they're saying two-thirds of the people... (laughs) who get involved in CFDs, will lose money. You should consider whether you understand how they work and whether you can afford to take the high risk of losing your money.
2: In fairness, bookmakers should say the same thing. Mm. They should say, you, you probably are going to lose this, you know, just to make you aware.
1: I mean, sponsors are sponsors and the club needs sponsors. It just it would be nice if the club could announce a sponsor that didn't have a disclaimer at the end saying, please don't use this. Because <laughs> it's basically, that's where they've gone to with socios and it's a little bit to the, the club's credit that they changed some of the language around how that was being advertised saying, look, do not use this as a trading platform. It should be fun. It should be, you know, just get your free token, vote on yeah. stuff. Don't stick your mortgage it's al- in it. Almost like that was superfluous to the engagement side of it, isn't it? Almost, well, yeah. but, um and then but then again here it's like very proud to announce our new sponsor. By the way, like be really careful because you could lose a loads of money. And it would just be, you know, it would be nice. Maybe it's idealist. Um and I don't know who the sponsors would, would be because you're right. Gambling products all need to come with this warning as well. Like, you could lose a lot of money with this. Beer is all, you know, you could drink yourself into oblivion if you have too much. Angus Kinnear made this point when we started. Burgers. To yeah. So, yeah.
0: everything that, that they engage with,
2: you need to use in moderation. What I'm saying, bring back tobacco advertising. Why
1: not? Mm-hmm. But there must be. Get something. on the tabs, kids. <laughs> it's cool. There must be something. Maybe socks. Like, nobody's. Like, anybody... Do you remember the sock shop?
0: Yeah, it was a very niche market, wasn't it? I always used to see that in Manchester Airport. It was a shop with just socks in it, but I think they also did stuff like ties as well, which confused
2: me. I, I initially, straight away, in my head, I went to Tyrac, which was a similar mm. kind of single product operator. I don't know if they exist anymore. Probably not, given I don't think anyone's wears ties anymore. It like
1: in the our uh, ascent to the League Championship, and I know we're going back a long way, but it was built on Burton. Topman, local clothing company. Topman, local clothing company. Nobody ever died from having too many trousers, so that was fine. And then it was the local newspaper, Yorkshire Evening Post, and then um, a sports company, a hotel, computers, and then we were in a cider, and it's been cider and whiskey and downhill um, <laughs> ever since. But it is it is possible to be sponsored by reasonable people that do not have to come with a a warning, and it's. But then that's not just a a Leeds United thing. It's a football-wide issue, and you do need to wonder why so many companies target football fans with things that are essentially could be harmful to football fans. What makes what makes football fans the perfect audience for global trading and investment platforms that two thirds of people lose their money on? I mean,
2: in fairness to Etoro, it isn't. They're not selling something, a product they are creating in the same way as Chili's are. It's a it's a legitimate way to buy and sell certain mm-hmm. things, if, but it's just complicated. So make sure you know what you're doing on it. And I think the way they present from from little bits I've looked at, they make it look quite visual and gamify it a little bit in the same way as Chili's do, where it makes it look like accessible and you can see charts and you can follow other investors on it who are doing well. And it's, I don't know, the whole thing feels like something i don't particularly want to do but, well it, you know it involves, for people who Michael, like that sort of thing Michael, fine. it involves risking money so you're not going to do it are you just dig a hole in the garden and <laughs> stick it all in there that's what i say <laughs>
0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Liverpool at the weekend. We're back in action after the the international break. That's fun, isn't it? Playing Liverpool at Ellen Road in the Premier League and it'll be a full house and it'll be great and we get to see Dan James tearing them in, you arsehole and we get all three points like in 1991 when Steve Hodge scored.
2: Like last season, when we, we won at Anfield on the opening day, obviously. We get to see Van Dyke being
1: torn apart by Bamford, England's Pat Bamford again as well, which will be nice. He'll have all that confidence from his uh, England hat, won't he? So he'll be carrying that through into the weekend's match.
0: Old porcelain knees Van Dyke Finished, isn't he? Finished. I look forward to his goal and his domineering defensive <laughs> performance at the weekend. But they're, they're good. It feels like they've... Um, I don't know, from winning the league, they've kind of crested that a little bit and they're just plateauing a wee bit because they've not really invested in players, have they? And there was a really good, I think it was uh, Swiss Ramble did a really good breakdown of why they've not really spent anything on footballers. Is it because
2: they're not backed by billions of pounds of fossil fuel money?
0: In essence, yeah, they have to not sell to buy, it's probably an exaggeration, but um, they generally have to fund themselves rather than relying on sovereign wealth, yes, is the, uh, is the answer.
2: Not to stick up for Liverpool, such a special club and all that stuff. But it is kind of unfortunate that in this area you win the league and then your rivals just go and spend £100 million on a midfielder and try to spend £150 million on a striker. And you're a bit like, well, on, that's not very fair, is it? That's not re- that's not really on. So I, I do feel a bit sorry for them.
0: You don't know, do you? But
2: No, not really. Not really. I, I didn't mind them winning the league, actually, weirdly enough. Although once they did, I sort of regretted not minding it. Yeah, I know what you mean they were a bit unbearable part of me thought well in a way it's kind of a nicer story than it just being Chelsea or Man City winning it or Scum obviously because that'd be the worst of all but at least they had done it in a vaguely sporting way and invested in some players that had maybe performed slightly beyond themselves and it it didn't feel like they'd completely bought it which felt like the first time that had happened in a while and I
0: know Klopp brand Klopp is kind of uh, that's plateaued a little bit after it's gone up to its peak but he was sort of eminently likeable in the run-up to them winning that. And you can't hate his football philosophy because it's sort of based on high-energy football and you know the gegen press and all that fancy nonsense. So, I, you know, fair enough. You did all right. But then you just remember, oh Christ, the fans are unbearable.
1: Well, this is it. They're in a right old flap at the moment because of this lack of transfer spending. And it's not even really about now. They're all already worrying because Klopp is going to leave in 2024. He wants to take a break. So they're worried about the rebuild and some of their really good players who were all being given big new contracts now are going to be over 30 at that point. So they're all convinced that this is going to crumble into nothing immediately when actually some of it looks fine. Like I think you put Van Dyke and another defender back in the team. They're quite good, Liverpool, but Liverpool fans seem to, uh, up front seems to be the, was the part that was kind of amusing me the most because they've got Salah, Mane, Firmino, um, Sane. Who's the other one? Sane? Mm-hmm. No, he plays for Bayern Munich, doesn't he? Of course he does. Sane. So
0: it's And not very well at Mane. Mane. You've done Mane. He's the one. No, you've done Mane. You covered him off. Are you thinking of Jota?
1: There's Jota, yeah. <laughs> I'm get, I always get Sane and Mane confused because uh, three of the letters up. are the same. Yeah. <laughs> and then they've even got Origi, who they were trying to get rid of, and Minamoto. And they're convinced they ain't got enough in attack. And I look at our team and we've got Pat Bamford, Rodrigo, Tyler Roberts. Mm-hmm. And that's fine, as far as I'm concerned. I think we're all right with those. And then we've got Joffy and Greenwood in the under-23s. And you can even go to... Because the, the equivalent of... Um, we've got Max Dean there, who's 17 and was some some goals in the under-23s last season. But that became relevant because in this discussion they got down to saying... Uh, there's some kids in their youth team who, I mean, I'm already struggling with the first-team players. I assume he's called Billy. He plays for the... Billy. So, Billy is really good. Billy could be the future, but he's not 17 yet. I'm like, how the fuck... If you've got Mo Salah, Sadio Mane, see, I even know some of their first names, Diego Jota, Diogo Jota, and then... Sane, Mane, the twins.
2: M- Dalglish. M- Minimoto. Rush, Minimino, whichever one he was.
1: <laughs> then... How are you down to... In fact, this whole thing is terrible, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> just, are we going to win? Moscow's lost his way completely. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I, I apologise to all the people whose names I've got wrong. Just reset him. The people of Liverpool. Him? Just I, con- control-alt-delete him. I'm sure that uh, Paul Walsh is going to score lots of goals <laughs> this weekend and uh, Nicky Tanner will sort the defence out. You know who's a good midfielder? Mike Marsh. mm Yes. Um, just while we talk about Liverpool, we should
0: give a mention to the League United women, by the way, who are top of the league. Two wins in the past week. Most recent one was against
2: the Liverpool Feds, which I love the name of. The Busies? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's the same thing uh, uh, that's their over nick- there. I believe that's their nickname. But yes, they are they are top of the league. Yeah. So, which, and, um, um, uh, It's nice to see one successful league team rather than the men's team, which is going to lose this game, <laughs> in my opinion. No, we're not. Oh yeah! By the way, do listen to the extra ball if you're a subscriber
0: as well with Olivia Smart, who's the player that we are sponsoring in the League United Women, and uh, a really good chat, wasn't it? It was good fun um, chatting to her and just learning about that whole that whole world and finding out there. There's a real sense of togetherness, I think, with the women's team.
2: Yeah, and they've um, had to do normal jobs alongside it, alongside a pandemic Fucking and transplants.
0: Mental. Yeah. Absolutely, mental. She she
2: works in transplants, by the way. She's not had them. Yes, to be just to be clear, the way you've without context, genuinely frontline life and death work, both with COVID,
0: working in the ICU during COVID, and also doing transplants. Then kicking around a pig's bladder at a weekend for some light relief. It it makes this whole enterprise look as ridiculous as it probably is. But anyway, back to Ellen Road and Liverpool. And why are you so negative, Michael? Why do you hate Leeds? (laughs) I just think they've probably got better players than us, haven't they? Yeah, but we're more than the sum of our parts. And we've got Daniel James to unleash on them, who there's a fairy tale in this when he sets up the winning goal. For them? For us. Oh, okay. Or he comes on and scores it.
1: Yeah, it's hard to say what Leeds are going to be like after this. Even what Liverpool are going to be like because they do have problems with players coming back from international duty. Uh, Cater is caught in a a coup, and so they're trying to get him home. And then Brazilian players... A a chicken house. Not that kind of coup. <laughs> um That's quite a good joke, I thought. And they don't know which of their Brazilian players will be allowed to play. So Alisson might not be allowed and I don't know who their reserve goalkeeper is at the moment, but their reserve goalkeepers tend to be funny. Yeah. Like huh? that guy in the um who threw the European Cup final for them. Maybe he can carry Carriers was it, was his name? Yeah. Um or it can be um Bogdan, who they got from Bolton with the big ginger bowl cut. So
2: Or Andy Lonigan. Maybe. maybe. maybe he's well, at Everton. Uh, only I
1: for now, he's probably moved again. So there's, uh, there's plenty of comedy could be happening in goal. And then with our lot, it's weird because Leeds players had a short break, didn't they? Which And also Luke Ayling was at the Josh Warrington fight flicking the visa to <laughs> Lara when he was, um, did actually have quite a bad cut in the end. And it's strange because on the one hand, it's perfectly acceptable for our players to be off on a little short City break during uh, um, an international break and for ailing to go to the boxing and have a Click a, drank a, a beer. beer, a beer. That's all fine. But then on the other hand, you remember this is Bielsa's leads and you think, how dare you leave your houses? Why aren't you doing quadruple training sessions? What is going on? Is everything going to pot? Are they just full of chocolate cake now? Are they going to be trying to weigh them back in? And when Bielsa says, uh, if you're over this weight, you cannot train and nobody trains Thorparch, all the pitch is just empty because they're all just because Have all let themselves so, go so, in the so so space so of one, one week,
0: waddling around Weatherby.
1: <laughs> so it's, um, that's been a little bit of a, a strange time, but with these timings of these international breaks, and there's another one at the end of the month, it's kind of like a false start situation where we had those uh three games plus the one against Crew. I don't really know what leads are yet this season.
0: It's funny, you know, you say that I looked at the like the podcast we've done, I was just looking through my folder, I was like, have we only done Three games so far this season.
1: And it is, isn't it? It's only three. It's mad. We've hardly got going and then it's it's ground to a halt. And that could be good for us because I don't think you could really argue that before the break we were looking brilliant. So maybe that time to go and uh, drink beer, eat pies and just like mainline butter for a couple of weeks will be good for them. Um, Melia coming back back. full of confidence. (laughs) Yeah, Bamford's... uh, (laughs) Achieved his uh, <laughs> his life's ambition and watched it broken to smithereens in front of his eyes. I don't know. I Still suppose. time
2: for Calvin to pick up an injury because England play again tonight, so that'll be good. Here. They don't play tonight; they play tomorrow. Tomorrow, sorry, I've yeah. lost track. Can see how interested I am now. It's not a main <laughs> tournament, can't you? We're going to qualify. Aren't we? What difference does it make? Just get just skip to the good bit. Yeah, fair enough.
0: So you're predicting Liverpool win. I think this this is just set up as Moscow says. You know, you don't quite know which way it's going to go. I feel we've got a, a one-nil victory in us here, and because there's just enough conspiring around this for Klopp to have a little moan.
2: Can we leave t-shirts again? He was annoyed about that last time, wasn't he? Welcome back, maybe this time. Yeah, just, I just like asked some will questions, you, asking how the Super League's going. Or will, something. Will
0: you wear these ones, lads? Question mark in the dressing room. Yeah, Close. he got a bit uh, stroppy
2: about it, and I enjoyed the protest last time. It was um, it was good fun. It was my first proper trip to Allen Road in ages. Was that so? It was, it was nice to go down and shout at a bus. <laughs>
1: I was thinking Klopp breakdown down as well I've just, I can just picture his face at the end of this game of like it won't be a big one but he'll just leave kind of pissed off because we've won and it'll all be unfair because of players not being allowed to play and all this kind of stuff so and we'll,
0: he'll flag up that we've spent like 25-30 million pounds on the winger who's just won
1: us the game hmm. as well you're convinced it's Dan James that's going to win this game I don't think he's even going to play
0: I think he'll come off the bench and that yeah. will lift the crowd and it will drive us on to the winning goal it'll be, it'll be a single goal and it'll come around 70, 75 minutes, something like that.
2: It can be this year's uh, John kevin Augustine currently coming off the bench, lifting the crowd, just as everyone was excited about his arrival. <laughs> now, he, he ducks in better shape than um, than Big Kev, it's fair to say, who uh, also never played for us and we know nothing about if anyone rings. So what are you going for? I'm going for Leeds win. You're going
0: for Leeds defeat. Are you going for the technical draw? Like Josh Warrington? <laughs> We're going to
1: headbutt somebody. No, Leeds win. <laughs>
0: The podcast is brought to you with The Athletic. This week, Phil is going to be writing about memorable debuts. Who's he going to write about? Who do you reckon? Brady trying to tackle a man's neck off? I mean, he killed a man on his debut. You're going to have to go some way to get better than that. Look out for that this week on The Athletic. We'll be talking memorable debuts on the Phil Hayes show as well later on in the week. If you want to sign up, you can get a 50% discount on signing up for The Athletic right now at theathletic.com forward slash the square ball that's the athletic.com forward slash the square ball heroes and villains then uh, in this part of the show the Ken Bates villain of the week award first uh, give us some nominations then who are you, you putting forward Gareth Southgate despite the nice hat put him on with some good players don't make him pander into the crowd wasn't he the players that he brought on he said all those people who bought tickets came to
2: see some of the star turns like Grealish and Kane and so on the thing is he didn't even like Grealish in summer until he someone spent a million quid on him. Now he's like, oh yeah, he's, he's dead million, good, A million 100 quid, a hundred million A hundred million quid. If he was a million pounds, yeah, we, sh- we should have prepared him for that. But yeah, a hundred million pounds on him. And um, now all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, he's, he's dead good, isn't he? I've just realised. Now Pep says as well. I didn't really trust Dean Smith's opinion, but I, I kind of go along with Guardiola. So yeah, Southgate, unless he plays him against Poland. Which he won't. Which he won't. Unless England are, like let's say,
0: by some quirk of fate, 3-0 up with 20 minutes to go, then he'll get a run out just to keep running around and tiring
1: people as I said before but other than that yeah it'll depend how many goals Kane has got if it's one more to give him a hat-trick then Bamford doesn't stand a chance mm. although on Bless the plus side come home, Pat.
2: Kane must be getting somewhat near to breaking Rooney's record now which I think I'd prefer mm. I don't really like Rooney being England's top scorer ever it feels a bit it feels a bit filthy I
1: wonder which lower division team, Harry Kane's going to end up doing a really bad job of managing. Late <laughs> Something to look late, forward late to. Oh yeah, of course, he's sponsoring them this season, isn't he?
0: So he'll end up as manager sponsor. He'll probably buy
1: them out. He won't be able to sack himself. See, that goes on to the other nomination here, which is Socios. Why can't Harry Kane sponsor us? I'll take that. That's, you know, nobody's really been hurt. Well, I suppose he's hurt Pat Bamford, hasn't he? But um, yeah, so Socios are in here and just, I suppose it's generally kind of uh, malevolent sponsors. Can't we just have nice ones? Hesco Bastion. protecting the troops. Exactly. What What could be nicer than helping people, keeping them so safe, protecting them? They were good sponsors, and um, well, old, although uh, they did protect the away
0: fans as well by by that
1: sort of war zone thing. Well, that, that's good. The yeah. West End Car park. keeping Is everything, it? yeah, orderly, keeping everything orderly and safe. An old um, the military industrial complex. What a what could feel good sponsor. Great well, uh, well then Clipper then the
2: Halliburton. Clipper. I Clipper to
1: nominate Halliburton logistics. We used to have their flying donkey on the side of the um, side of the east stand, and that looked good, I suppose. <laughs> flying donkey. I, <laughs> Steve Morrison makes a return. I suppose it was um, <laughs> high sense are all right, really aren't they? Because fridges, tellies, those are things that people like. But I don't, I don't like that there is a picture of an oven. On the side of the the stand, I feel like... I it, think it's it, gone it,
2: as the oven. I think, the I, oven think, gone? I think it's got a telly on it now. So even think,
0: so, this picture... Is of, it a working telly that you can watch from the M621? <laughs> I'm sure that'd be perfectly safe.
1: <laughs> Pictures of just electrical goods on the side of, a, of our football stadium, as if it was uh, the classified adverts in the back of a newspaper, just doesn't look good to me. So even they're not perfect. I think what we're establishing here is that I have quite a high bar for acceptable... <laughs> sponsors so we don't any and and do I not think, get anywhere near clearing it
2: and I think all of the sponsors were looking to replicate have since gone bust as well I'm it, not sure Packard Bell or Evening
0: Post is hanging in there
2: Evening Post is hanging in there mm. in fairness but um, yeah, Topman's kind of been bought out hasn't it now that's part of a bigger thing so they're not nice anymore Thistle Hotels they went bust but I think still exist a bit but probably not probably not we got like a, a billion equipment. pounds
1: there's got to be l- local Arla there you go Milk that's all right. They they're a local business. Mm-hmm. They're not. I suppose were they behind Lurpak when I they don't. were. But even so, Lurpak. I mean, the, that the, was fine. The military milk complex is. Uh, it's difficult That's to military om- milk. It could be difficult peaceful to ompe. milk. <laughs> civilian milk. It's, uh, there we. Go. I mean, maybe maybe we need to start a, a company and we'll take over the sponsorship ourselves. And I propose we do start civilian milk limited alternatives to. Uh, Big milk, <laughs> excellent. Fill it with
2: What was that? Even? Taking a bit of a left turn. There. Where did that start? It started on socios. Okay,
1: right. Yeah, so they're nominated as uh, as the villain. Have E Toro done anything wrong? Yeah, not really. This is not very nice. <laughs> uh, they give us. They don't. What kind of milk do they make?
0: And Burberry have got t- milk. Burberry have got um, ties to Leeds, haven't they? And that'd be quite cool. And you know they're trying to make like PSG uh, a lifestyle brand almost with the um, the Nike. The, the Air Jordan logo is becoming their like de facto kit manufacturer rather than straight-up Nike. And I don't know, they're obviously signing lots of fashionable players and it's Paris and that. So Leeds is very, very similar.
2: Do you not remember Ramon Nunes appearing in double Burberry? Yeah. But he, yeah, he was in, I think he was, he was Tiger Tiger or Prism or somewhere in Leeds and he had a Burberry shirt with a Burberry scarf. I think Ramon Nunes
0: is very he's very kind of Prism. It's It sounds right. It's not like kind of Ronnie Scott's or
2: some sort of uh, high-level... Student yeah. night at Prism. Yeah. We, we weren't paying the players that much in that era, <laughs> in fairness. So you've got to make the most of your uh, of your eight hundred quid a week or it, whatever. Banging Bates was playing.
0: I said before in the podcast, like mid to late nineties, it was very very jarring when Newcastle were kind of an, in their pomp, you know, under Keegan and stuff, seeing all those footballers out on student nights. In the, I mean, I used to go in dingy nightclubs back in that day. But anyway, that's a that is a different story, right? Who else are we nominating for this?
2: Well, I mean, we've already slagged off the France under twenty one defender for not being fast enough. Also, their strikers because they had 18 shots apparently before that goal went in and if they could have scored one of them wouldn't have been a problem or well, two of them, three of them it's the Faroe Islands lad for God's sake just beat them mm-hmm. so they've made Melier look bad there which um, I don't agree with You know the Faroe Islands are like banging to the whaling and all that sort of stuff aren't they whereas the French tend to force feed geese for foie gras which do, which do we like least are you trying to give some sort of animal cruelty derby? Yeah what about what about the the Spanish and the Bulls if we're on E uh, Yeah, that's true. Ah, oh, Christ! This is a moral conundrum. How do we get out of it? Nominate someone else. I'm not sure who. Uh, we've, we've run out, I think, haven't we? There? Just been... give it
1: to Southgate because he's ruined Pat's big dream. It's he's the obvious choice. He's the worst person in the world. This Seems week. dead nice, doesn't <laughs> it? Well? Yeah, yeah, really nice. It doesn't seem nice. All the goals he scored against Leeds yeah. celebrated and enjoyed, and then. Um, What he's done to Pat this week is unforgivable. So, plenty of villainy there. Okay. Fair point. I mean, and
0: fair one. Just leave the whales alone. That's all we're saying. The Gitano Barardi Hero of the Week Award with a nod to Andrew Hughes. Again, we haven't quite finalized what we're going to do with uh, Mr. Hughes. We will get there eventually when it reoccurs to us ahead of planning a podcast that we need to do something for Andy. But in the meantime, nominations
2: Calvin. For being the best English footballer and tolerating Southgate that's true just, yeah in, despite the um, dreadful coaching and advice he's receiving on international duty he's still been England's best player so well deserved I know there's the thing about which he himself immediately acknowledged about Leeds fans voting and stuff but also he deserved it and so, it counts it still counts yeah I think I think so I, I probably wouldn't have voted for him if I wasn't a Leeds fan just because you know who are you going to vote for Luke Shaw no way no. but I I see no reason why he doesn't deserve it and he's come such a long way I think with England that now I feel like there's virtually no one saying he shouldn't be in the team which is in a year is quite a turnaround because it felt like Owen Hargreaves had about 10 years of playing for England before people went oh actually maybe he's maybe he kind of is all right." so well done Calvin.
1: He's he's a national treasure is the boy. Calvin should be as proud of that award as Robbie Gotts is going to be of his 40 Man of the Match trophies this season.
0: And you mentioned Leeds fans there. We get involved in every online poll. It's Small victories, but they all count. So I think we should give ourselves—not us, but you know, our collective—was a nomination for for righting the wrongs of the universe and addressing the the needs of the people in Barrow Furness.
1: Yeah, I think the pawn shops of the northwest are going to be absolutely just full of old trophies with man of the match, Blackpool versus whoever on the side. When Holly Case is like, I've got twenty of these already. <laughs> I just. Stick it in a charity shop. Is is Barrow and Furnace? That's nuclear submarines, isn't it? Yes. Do they still do those, or don't we know? The, the yes, it's the short answer. Not okay. as many as they, as possibly the local workforce force need.
0: Maybe that's why we're sending footballers the out there, ships
1: and stuff as oh. well. Yeah. Should we,
0: we have a good old war to give that
2: economy a boost?
0: With Barrow and Furnace?
2: <laughs> no, it's someone else. Just anyone.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and Patrick Bamford has to have a nomination as well because. I know he won it last week and he was riding the crest of a wave. A little bit of a return to earth with, um, well, being let down by Southgate. It wasn't a bad
1: performance against Andorra. He just wasn't really in it. And he put a brave face on it as well. He's done all the, the regulation tweets of saying, you know, so proud to make my debut. And he's kind of, he's deleted the bits where he said, fuming with that plain faced oath I for, mean, if, uh, ruining it for me. He,
0: um, he genuinely looked like he was having a really good time when he was there. And I really like that about him. He's a very human human, if that makes sense. Like, when he was sat on the bench and Matterface was blathering on about, oh, and a wry smile there from Patrick Bamford because, you know, Kane had scored. It wasn't a wry smile. He was
1: genuinely happy. You mm. could see it on his face. He just looked happy that Kane had come on and scored and he was part of something. And also, Bamford wasn't taking that penalty if Kane wasn't on the pitch. It was Henderson played? didn't he? Probably him, He yeah. would have taken that penalty. There, was, there were plenty of other arseholes in that team who would have got to the ball before Bamford. And we know that Bamford would just have said, oh, okay, Jordan, if you want to take it, that's that's good luck. So I, there was no way he would have been um, taking that in Kane's absence. I know we are
0: tempting fate if we do remark on the performance of Henderson, given that we're playing Liverpool at the weekend. But do, do we want to touch on Henderson's performance for England? I mean, I know you were drunk, Michael, so you didn't see it, but there was a, there was a lot of guilty passing in the way that the accusations first went into Calvin about passing
1: sideways and backwards, and very little forward action from Henderson. You can see why Calvin's taken his place. Yeah, because he's better. That <laughs> it's a fair point, and again, we've now tempted fate hugely for the weekend. But no, I mean, what what are you expecting? Jordan Henderson's going to score? No, he isn't.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, have we got any more nominations, or is that it? in in quite a quiet week because it's international week?
2: We did mention it, but Luke Ayling for. Um for his fine work at the Josh Warrington fight as well. A man who goes down under the, the merest of contact, being annoyed that a man with half his face hanging open was daring to not continue to be punched in it. <laughs> it was just like, I'm not quite sure what he was annoyed at, but um, I appreciated it all the same. Nice to see him there. Is that it then? Those uh, nominations? Us,
0: Calvin, Pat, Luke? You've hit Pat. You think? Yeah. Better he's than had,
1: Pat in his hat? He's had nothing else over the last seven days, has he? So to make up for the, the total letdown, of playing for England could have warned him he should have just gone to Ireland all that he was even saying wasn't he in the build up to that one of the reasons why he never even answered the phone to meet McCarthy and enraged Robbie Keane was because he didn't want to take the opportunity of playing for Ireland away from an actual genuine Irish striker so that selfless act should have had a better reward than the way his first game for England went and you know who knows maybe that will be the first of many, many hats and lots of goals that he will score for England because Harry Kane is getting older and every time there's a tournament, there does always seem to be that question of his fitness going into the tournament. Mm, is his toe gonna drop off? Or is <laughs> are his ankles gone? So there are I was saying earlier and it is true that it's it's very difficult to take that place away from um Harold, but it's not impossible. So keep going, Pat. We believe in you. And this is probably a better birthday present for him, a, a fictional made-up award on a
0: podcast than a hat.
2: Given him. by those three dickheads who used to slag him off all the time in the championship. Just looking
0: at Harry Kane's birthday, 28th of July, 1993. So he fairly recently turned 28. So you are he seen he's getting on a bit. He's only about two months older than Pat,
2: if not a month. Ah, He's played a lot of football though, hasn't he? Yeah. Pat's spent all those, those wilderness years just keeping his legs all healthy in Burnley and... Crystal Palace and all that. So he's got he's got years left in him as Pat. Good.
0: Well, congratulations, then Pat Bamford, our uh, our hero of the week. Is that it for this week? Then we'll we'll reconvene next week. We've got scouts propaganda that'll come for you uh, after <laughs> after the weekend because they are such a special club. Look forward to that, and we'll return with another full show, the weekly show. This one in a week's time, and we'll uh, we'll catch you then. See you soon.
1: The Square Ball Podcast.